Hello. I hope you are doing well. Uh, if you're watching this on Saturday as I'm doing this lesson live on Facebook, uh, then good afternoon. And if you're saving this for Sunday to use with a, a worship service in your own home, then good morning. Uh, but either way, I thank you for being with me today. And I hope that this is a, a helpful lesson for you. Something that is encouraging. Uh, this is kind of uncharted territory for us, for me personally. I've not ever really done a sermon on, on this platform before. I've done my noontime nuggets, and so uh, this is somewhat like that. Uh, but uh, either way, it's, it, it's a little bit different today. Uh, but either way. I am glad that I can be with you. I'm glad that we have this, this avenue of internet and, and we are able to be together um, this way, uh, even if we can't be together personally, which has been very hard for me. Uh, ever since I um, was very, very young, uh, every time the doors have been open, I was always taught to, to be in church services. And it's hard not to be able to do that right now. Uh, but it helps me to realize something that, that I have taken for granted in uh, time past. And certainly, as you, I will be glad whenever we are able to uh, assemble once again. But for, for our members at Mars Hill, uh, this is something that I hope will be helpful to you in some way that will be a source of encouragement. And, um, and that's exactly what I want it to be. Um, before we get into our lesson for today, let's begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll also close out our time together with a word of prayer. If you would, uh, bow with me. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing that you've given to us, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that we have been given to study your word together, to be together, even when we can't be physically together. We are thankful for the opportunities, for the the resources that are available to us and we are thankful to be able to to study your word together in in this time we we pray that you would continue to be with us that you would bless us help us to be encouraged by the lesson that we are studying and and may it be an encouragement to us as we go into the coming week we pray that you would continue to to bless us always throughout our lives. We also pray a special prayer for those that have been uh, affected by this virus, families, and, and of course our nation. And we pray, Father, that you would be with our leaders, that you would guide them in their decisions and help them to make the decisions that, that would best benefit us. And may we be respectful of the decisions that are made on our behalf. And we pray, Father, that you would continue to uh, help us through these difficult days, help us to, to overcome the temptations that we are faced with, help us to remain faithful to you. We are thankful especially for your Son, for his sacrifice for our sins, and for all that he means to us. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. All right, as we get into our, our lesson today, th these are just some thoughts that I've had, and, and I put them together in, in sort of a sermon form. Um, uh, this is not quite as, as formal as a normal sermon would be, um, 
But anyway, maybe some of these thoughts will, will be helpful to you. But these are mainly for, for our members at Mars Hill, but of course for anyone else who may be watching as well, uh, members of other congregations. Um, we are family, are we not? We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so this, the family aspect that we're going to talk about today uh, applies to each of us. And it applies to all of us in some way. And so I, I hope that that, that is a, a helpful thing for you. Uh, the title of this lesson is Focus on the Church Family. Uh, a little spin off of a, a very, very prominent uh, label, very prominent slogan. Uh, but focus on the church family because now, more than ever, we need to be focused on the church family. We need to be focused on each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be focused on our relationships. They're very, very important to us. In times such as these, when we cannot be physically together, it is important for us to remember that we are still a family, a church family, but we are family nonetheless. And we still need one another especially in these moments, in these, these days where, where there's so much uncertainty. I think that's one of the, the, the biggest struggles that I personally have had uh, over the last few days is, is the uncertainty. Uh, uh, when are we going back to work? When are we able to, to do things that we want to do uh, with, with the freedom to do them uh, without any kind of, of fear of of infecting someone or becoming infected or, or, or just, just being able to do things. Um, I was talking to my mom today and one of the things that I mentioned to her is, is this must be what retirement feels like. And in some ways there are some aspects of retirement that, that I can enjoy. Um, but there are some aspects of this that, that are not as enjoyable. Um, but mostly the uncertainty, the not knowing uh, what's going to be from day to day. Uh, one of the things that, that I have personally realized is, is that that's exactly what faith is about. Walk by faith, not by sight. Whenever you can't see what is tomorrow, then what other choice do you have but to walk by faith? Um, you know, that's a very important thing, and, and, and there's that verse behind me, um, one of my favorite verses of Scripture. Uh, but anyway, we still need one another. In these days when we don't know what's going to happen, when we don't know what is ahead of us, we still need one another for encouragement and support, for prayer. Um, to pray for one another. That's, that's an important aspect of our lives. For edification and strength, those things are very important to us and even more important now than ever. And, and even when we cannot be together, especially when we cannot be together, we always need the support of our brothers and sisters. And so we need to make sure that any way that we may have the opportunity 
to support one another, whether it be through words of encouragement or, or simply praying for one another, expressing that we're praying for one another. These are kind of the kinds of things that we're going to focus on as far as this lesson is concerned. I like to give lesson objectives. I give you one. We're going to answer a question, basically. But using the first century church as an example, that's what we're going to do. What can we learn about the family aspect of the church that we can apply to our current situation? And I'm, I'm kind of toying with maybe making this somewhat of a series and, and just visiting some of the family aspects of the church. But, but for this lesson, um, we're just going to, to look at the family aspect of the church and, and how important that is to us, how important uh, it is to, to our well-being and, and to what we're going through. Uh, how can, can we be of an encouragement to one another? Um, but we're going to begin with the first century church. That, that's what I want us to focus on. Uh, we're going to begin in Acts chapter 2. And if you would like to turn there and follow along, I would certainly encourage you to do so. Um, but as we, we get into Acts chapter 2, many of you will, will probably recognize this as uh, the chapter in which the church was established. Uh, so we're looking at the very infancy of the church and seeing what we can learn from it. But Acts chapter 2, and let's begin reading at verse 40. Um, what we have gotten past in context is Peter's sermon. On the day of Pentecost, he offered a sermon, um, a sermon of sermons. And he brought it to a point where he, he told the Jews about Christ. And when they heard the things that he said, it, it tells us that they were cut to the heart. They asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter answered them in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And so he told them what they needed to do to be saved. And now we're being told that they are. They are obedient. What they have learned, they have put into practice, and they have obeyed the gospel. And so, in obedience to the gospel, there are some things that we recognize about the church going forward that we can use as an example for us. Acts chapter 2, and beginning with verse 40, and I'll be using the New King James Version. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. 
Now, something I want to point out in verse 43, it says that fear came upon every soul. And I don't necessarily believe that that's uh, being afraid kind of fear. Um, but there were many times in Scripture where people were told to fear God. Uh, I believe this is more of a respectful kind of fear. Fear came upon every soul. Not that they were afraid, but that they had a great respect for the God. Um, the God of the Bible. The God that we know. Uh, the God that created the world. And, and everyone that inhabits the world. That, that created all the things that we see. That God. They had a fear for who He was. And they needed to fear Him. Not to be afraid but to be respectful of him and respectful of his ways. And they were. They obeyed the gospel, and that was a very important thing for them to do. But in verse 46, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. So those who gladly received the word obeyed and were added to the church. They repented, they were baptized for the remission of sins just as they were told to do. And in so doing, they were saved through their obedience. And it wasn't man that added them to the church either. It was God. Uh, look at the last line of verse 47. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Notice also that they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And that's what we do as Christians. We continue in the things that we were taught in Scripture. That's very important for us. Uh, though the fellowship aspect of this is difficult uh, in the moment, it is still much needed. And we still need to have fellowship with one another. And we still need that focus on the family aspect of the church. Um, most of us are still in contact with, with relatives or with friends in some way. Uh, I was walking the other day and, and uh, I looked at the apartment complex next or across the street from ours. And there were were a group of ladies that had, had backed their cars up to one another, were sitting in them, and they were talking, keeping social distancing uh, regulations, but they were, they were in fellowship with one another. We need some kind of, of contact, and especially with church. Don't forget about your church family. Don't forget about brothers and sisters in Christ, because we need to be encouraged, spiritually speaking, just as much as we need to be encouraged physically or mentally, um, but spiritually uh, speaking, it is very important for us. And even when we cannot do these things collectively as a congregation, when we not, cannot come together personally, it's still very important for us to recognize the, the aspect of the family. The, as a congregation, as a church family, uh, it's very important for us to notice that. We are still of the same mind and heart. We are still one in action. Uh, I know for, for us on Sundays, we, we have still been worshiping in our home. Uh, even though we, we cannot be with our, our church family physically, 
uh, we we have been worshiping uh, on our on our own, I guess you could say, um, participating with another congregation. But we still participate in the same practices that we would if we were to come to the church building. Uh, so still uh, a, a very important thing to us. Notice also here in Acts chapter two that all who believed worked together and had all things in common. It doesn't mean that, that they necessarily had to be physically together all the time, but they had all things in common, their beliefs, their, their practices, the things that, that they had experienced in becoming members of the Lord's church. All of that was very much intact, and it is for us today. They provided for the needs of fellow brethren, even selling possessions to ensure that the needs of their brethren were taken care of. Another very important thing for them. And which of these can we not do currently in some way or fashion? Now, in some respects, we have to be creative about how we, we help one another, but we still need to help one another. We still need to pray for one another. We still need encouragement from time to time. So we need to be finding ways to do that. We need to focus on our church family in that regard. Paul is a very good example of this and just some things that I put together from his life and some of the things that we learned from him. Um, as we look at the, the writings of Paul, Paul is a, a wonderful example to us uh, of someone who is encouraging others. Um, even when it wasn't possibly or possible for him to be physically present with them. He still looked for ways to be encouraging. And, and just looking at, at how he, he did that helps us a little bit. Often he expressed a desire to be with them. And certainly, brothers and sisters, I desire to be with you too. I wish we could be together physically. Um, and I look forward to the day when we can be together once again physically. Um, but in the absence of that, I do desire to be with you uh, one day very soon. Now, what did Paul do as a way of encouraging brethren from far away? One of the things that we find is that he wrote to them. 1 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And that's not talking about a church building, is it? He's talking about the church as far as the assembling of the saints, how they were to conduct themselves how they were to worship and, and things of that nature, uh, things that they needed to be um, well-versed in, that they needed to understand uh, in regard to, to worshiping God in spirit and in truth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 4, he says this, For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, 
but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly or which I have so abundantly for you so Paul loved them he he even uh, shed tears some tears of joy some tears of sorrow um, but but he wanted them to understand how he felt about them and so he wrote to them in that way uh, we we don't necessarily have to write letters to one another we don't necessarily have to be um, snail mail pen pals um, but we do have ways that we can encourage one another uh, by way of internet like we're doing right now by way of email and Facebook and other social media uh, we have texting we have our phones we can call each other we can talk to one another and and I've uh, especially tried to be in, in close contact with with some of our members and, and with family members to make sure they're all right and make sure that there's nothing that they really need nothing that that I could could help them with necessarily if they do I want to supply that need um, but there are ways that we can can encourage one another uh, not just in writing necessarily uh, but in typing maybe more so today um, or even phone calls that kind of thing uh, we have many ways of reaching out to one another at our fingertips and it's important that that we be creative and that we use those opportunities um, so Paul wrote to, the, to them that was one of the ways in which he was an encouragement to brethren but he also prayed for them and he mentioned it several times throughout his writings uh, a couple of them Romans chapter 1 verses 8 through 12 Romans chapter 1 beginning with verse 8 first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the, the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers making requests if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established that is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me notice that that he mentioned them in his prayers and he mentions that to them he, he gives thanks to God on their behalf Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 through 19 Ephesians chapter 1 beginning with verse 15 therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the Saints do not cease to give thanks to for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the Saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe brothers and sisters we can pray for one another in this difficult time and we should pray for one another and even expressing to one another that we are praying for one another uh, a few weeks ago I, I had a brother a preacher friend of mine that that 
sent me a text on a Sunday morning. I was rushing out the door and uh, I looked at this text and all he was saying was, I just want you to know I'm praying for you today. And you don't know how encouraged I was. I, I came in, I was excited. Even to be with my, my small church family at Mars Hill, uh, I was, was excited to be able to be in the pulpit and to teach Bible class. And, and I was ready. Um, just knowing that, that I had someone praying for me, somebody that, that was supporting me in that way, was a very encouraging thing. One final aspect of, of the church family that I want us to notice is the conduct or the behavior of the family. Uh, the way that we act toward one another, um, the way that we help one another, uh, those types of things. Brethren, it is just as important for us today, it is just as important for us to be edifying as it would be for our, if we were coming together physically in the worship assembly. And of course, we know that, that Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, they address that. Uh, not forsaking, not abandoning the assembling of ourselves. Why? Because we are to be edifying of one another. And in coming in into the physical presence of one another, that's a great encouragement. And we need to be about encouraging one another. But we are still to be edifying. We still have a responsibility in that regard as church as far as the church is concerned Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 11 through 16 and he himself gave gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know, the, the, the things that we are able to do to edify one another, they go beyond the worship assembly. But these things we need to be participating in even on a daily basis whenever we have that opportunity, whenever we have the ability to do so. The body of Christ is still to be edifying toward its other joints and, and parts. Uh, we are to be edifying to one another. Not just when we are assembled together, but especially when we are apart. Because even when we are apart, we can strengthen one another and we can build each other up in different ways. And the spiritual body, especially now, does need to be built up. But how can we encourage one another in our spiritual growth, even in this time of separation? Sharing study materials or simple things that, that have been encouraging to us, sharing Bible verses 
and we have social media. It's very easy to do that. Um, be looking for opportunities. Don't just wait for them to fall into your lap, but be looking for ways that you can be encouraging or that you can in some way supply a need for fellow brethren. We must never forget our identity as the church. We must never forget our identity as the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. We're not to be divided. And we cannot let uh, this virus and, and all the, the precautions that we are taking to try to prevent the spreading of it, we can't allow those things to divide us. Satan wants to use these things to divide us. He does. I guarantee it. Uh, this is, is very similar to some of the things that, that we read about in Job. Uh, that Job faced, and, and the whole purpose was to separate Job from God. Well, Satan wants to separate us from God. And what better way to start than to separate us from one another? We need to be encouraging of one another. We need to be edifying even now, especially now. We cannot forget our identity as the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which, with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. As the church has been unified in time past and there are different ways in which we are unified we are unified in our obedience to the gospel we are unified and in, in our practicing according to the authority of the scriptures uh, doing those things that God wants us to do um, we are unified in the way that we serve God and in the way that we serve one another and just as we have been unified in the past it is so, so important that we remain unified now. We must remain unified now. In words of encouragement, in praying for one another, bearing one another's burdens, just as we've been talking about throughout this lesson, we need to be unified. We need to look out for the needs of others, and especially our brethren in Christ. We need to be focused on our church family. We need to be focused on each other as members of this church family. Um, we, we need to be together in all of this. We need to be together in all that we are doing, in, in all that we say, uh, in every way that we can, be an encouragement to one another. Just kind of revisiting some of the things that, that we have been discussing, uh, looking at the, the church um, of the first century, looking at the church in its beginnings. We see that they were together. 
uh, in fellowship with one another. And we can still be in fellowship with one another in different ways maybe, but we still need to be in fellowship with one another. Uh, we need to be bearing each other's burdens in, in any way that we can. We need to be supportive of one another. Uh, but we do need to continue in fellowship. We need to continue in prayer. We need to pray for one another. Uh, those things are, are two very important ways that we can support one another in our time of need. Again, I, I look forward to the time that I can be with you personally. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that day very much so. And each day that we get closer to it, um, because this will end, this will go away, this time of difficulty, it won't last forever. That's something that I can assure you of. Uh, even uh, if, if Christ comes before this time is over, we'll be taken to heaven. It won't be forever. But we need to look for um, ways that we can be encouraging in, in these difficult times. Look for ways that we can still continue in fellowship with, with our family in Christ. If you've not obeyed the gospel, then, then that's something that, that I want to encourage you to do. Um, whenever we gather, we always offer an invitation. And, and so I want you to know that the Lord's invitation is open to you anytime that you feel the need to obey it. If, if you want to study the Bible with me, uh, I would be glad to find a way to do that. Uh, with you, uh, to be able to help you in that, that area. Um, if you do know what you need to do to obey the gospel, remember what the, the church was told to do. Uh, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Remission of sins doesn't come apart from our obedience to the gospel plan of salvation. So if you need to obey the gospel and baptism, then we'd be glad to help you in that need. And if you need to be restored, if you need prayers on your behalf, then certainly let me know. Uh, we'll be glad to do that for you. Uh, but do, again, know that the Lord's invitation is always open anytime that you feel the need to obey it. So I leave you with these words. Um, if you're using this uh, for your own home worship, then I would certainly encourage you to, um, apart from this video, to, to sing, to partake of the Lord's Supper and, and certainly know that, that we will be doing this together. Uh, even though we can't be together physically, we still participate in these aspects of worship together with brothers and sisters throughout the world on the first day of the week. And so I'd encourage you to do that. Um, but hopefully this has been a helpful lesson to you. And I, I'm going to try to do this again uh, next Saturday and, and prepare a lesson for uh, the next Sunday. If you want to use it for Saturday, that's fine. If you want to use it for Sunday, um, you can use it however you wish. Um, but thank you. Thank you for, for being with me today. And I look forward to being with you again very soon. Until we meet again, may God bless you.